if you have for yourself or help someone else make a transformation of any kind, if your story has helped someone, if you have figured out a framework to do X, Y, Z, it you can help someone. You can be on a podcast. You, your unique experiences, your background, who you are is going to be valuable to people. They want to hear it. They need to hear it. Welcome to the Genius in You podcast, where I get to talk to ordinary moms doing extraordinary things in business and in life. I'm your host, Kelly Thompson. And if you're looking to serve more, sell more, and make an impact, this is where we do it. Welcome, friends. Today, we are talking to Amanda Bennett. And I'm so excited for this episode, you guys. Like, honestly, I, I could almost sing Christmas songs. I had my Christmas blanket on with <laughs> When we first came on camera and I was like, I can sing Christmas songs. Anyway, Amanda Bennett is a podcast guesting strategist, which I didn't even know that was a thing, but she is dedicated to helping mom entrepreneurs grow their audience and impact by being a guest on aligned podcasts. After working for over a decade, helping nonprofit organizations raise millions of dollars, Amanda now uses her superpowers in relationship building to help mom entrepreneurs get booked as guests on podcasts to call in their ideal clients. Welcome, Amanda. Hey, I am so excited to be here, Kelly. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. I've got so many questions for you, like I can't even tell you. Like I'll try to minimize them. <laughs> bring it, bring it, let's go. <laughs> How did you start doing what you're doing? Yeah, so let's go way back. I actually had my own podcast my uh, after my daughter was born in 2016 i stepped away from corporate i stick to stay at home with her and really had some challenges postpartum that i did not anticipate um mental health physical mm-hmm. health challenges and it really kind of set me into this season of growing in my faith growing in my personal development And after about a year of coming out of that, she was about a year old, I knew I wanted to go do something for myself again, but I did not want to go back to working 60 hours a week, working for somebody else, leaving Mm -hmm. my, my kid with, with someone else. And childcare is expensive, Kelly. Yes. Yeah. So I had a conversation with my husband and we decided that I would stay at home. Um, But I really knew I wanted to do something else. And so I, I just felt the calling to start this podcast. I had never done podcasts before. Start my own podcast talking about- So where did that come from? Like, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm home. I mean, I don't know what to do. I know I'll start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, you can understand this. I, I'm a woman of faith and I was out walking with my daughter, like just going for a walk and processing, like, what can I do? What's the next thing? And um, the, the download that I got was to speak life here. Mm. I was like, what does this mean? What is this like mystery message? And I really, I, I wrestled around with it. But the, the thing that really drew me back to podcasting was that while I was at home with my daughter cleaning the house, while I was um, walking with her, I would listen to podcasts and right. I would learn and I would get inspired. And what it was, the topics that drew me to them and the types of podcasts I listened to, I was like, you know, I, I want to be able to provide what I, connecting more moms to be able to feel seen and heard and understood. And I knew, like, uh, podcasting is a great way to do this. I'm an introvert. I, I love yes. people, but I love Same. deep one-on-one conversations, right? Same. Yeah. It's so much more comfortable than trying to 
film a reel or to yes. show up on social media. Yes. And so I, and as soon as I started doing the podcasting, this whole like little parts of me that I didn't even realize I had been kind of setting aside came out and I started connecting with other moms and I saw the impact that the podcast was making. And, and through these connections with other mom podcasters, a lot of things started happening. And it just, for me, was this beautiful combination of my superpowers, right? That you talk about. Right, right. From my previous experience that I was being able to use and sew in to this current experience. And so, and I know the power of relationships in building your business as a mom, when especially if you have limited time, you can't work, you don't want to work 60 hours a week. Right, so he does, right. Right, and so that's really where that, that idea came from and just hearing from other moms that this was a needed thing. They wanted help. They wanted to be able to connect with other, like be guests on other podcasts, but they didn't really know where to start or right. who to reach out to. And so that's where I came in. That is just the coolest thing ever. Like I had never really heard of this before where someone kind of bridges that gap. And I think that's fantastic. Um, so now tell me about, so you started your podcast. So this wasn't what you were doing. You weren't a strategist before then. Like what was your podcast about? My podcast was about the the challenges and the joys of motherhood. So the ups and downs, physical and mental health of having young kids. And a lot of that, we talked about entrepreneurship and business and, you know, purpose and ideas, but it was very much in that, in that way. And after my second son was, when my second was born in 2020, let's all think about what was happening in April right. of 2020, right? right? So I had to take a little step back on producing my own podcast, but I just, I knew that that was where I needed to be. And so I started helping other moms I had connected with in that world because they asked they're like how did you get on these podcasts or where do I they would ask me these questions and so I said well let's let's do it let's help them do this so how were you okay so so many questions Amanda like I could be like on and on and on so so when okay so when I started my podcast I really there was no there was no strategy behind it I was just like I feel like I'm called to start a podcast I didn't know what I was doing I didn't even look up anyone else who was like teaching podcasts, I was yeah. literally just like what you were saying. I listened to a lot of podcasts and I was just like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot and see what it is. And I really kind of didn't think that I would love it as much as I did. Like, I didn't think I wasn't going to like it, but I didn't think I would love it. And I absolutely love it. And one of the reasons is because you have these opportunities to build relationships and connect with other moms, which I think is super cool and super amazing. So when you first started, did you have, and this is for a question kind of for the moms that are kind of thinking, well, maybe I want to start a podcast or maybe I just want to start being on podcasts. So there's kind of two different ways that you can kind of go about it, right? If you're looking for visibility, maybe showing up on different podcasts is an option for you, or maybe you're looking for visibility and you want to start a podcast. So yeah. when you started, talk to me about like, what was your strategy? Did you have one? Did you kind of get information or were you just kind of winging it? <laughs> like, like I did? Yeah. I, I feel like our paths were very similar, Kelly. I do. I am not a kind of fly by the seat of my pants person. And I decided to just give it a shot and figure it out as I went. I didn't have a huge goal other than to help other moms feel seen and heard and understood. And that was part of the reason that I'm not doing that podcast any longer 
because I feel like that season is was over for me. I do feel like I accomplished that goal. But I think starting a podcast and being on podcasts, two different things happening there. So I I don't regret doing it by any means, um, right. not at all. And I know- Because you learned so much, I'm yeah. sure. I learned, I made so many contacts that it, it, was a, it was a step in the journey that I'm on. And so it's got, it got me to where I am right now. And I think there's definitely a place for podcasts that fit with your business. If you want, it's all in your goal. Like, what is your, think about, it takes a little bit of time and think about what you really want to accomplish. Is it to grow your current business? Is it to just make industry connections? Is it to just share your story and inspire people? Um, th there's different goals there. And I think being really honest about what your goal is can help you from the very beginning. I love that. Now, when you were doing your mom podcast, were you monetizing that in some way? No, and I I wrestled with that. To be really honest, I considered going down the path of sponsorships and, and ads and sponsorship monetization has come a little way. Podcasting is a quick moving industry. And even in the past four or five years, a lot of things have made, been made easier in the industry. And one of those is, is monetizing your podcast. I looked at sponsorships. I didn't have a big audience. I didn't want to, I didn't necessarily want to go looking for other partnerships. And that was, it takes time and effort to do that too. Mm -hmm. So you have to really decide, is that the path they're going to go down? Um, and I didn't have a product that I was selling. So I think now I would go back and, and relook at that strategy. If I wanted to continue that podcast and that brand, I would probably look at other partnerships and sponsorships in that way um, or build out my own product suites for to sell right. and help people that, in that way. Back end. Yeah. Okay. So here, riddle me this, Batman. Here's a question. <laughs> when someone, if someone is listening and they're like, you know what, I think I might want to, and we're going to tackle both ends of the spectrum here, or I don't know if they're the ends of the spectrum, but you know what I mean? So yeah. someone says, you know what, I think I want to start a podcast and they're looking at it as a way to potentially bring in some money into their, um, into their life. Let's say they don't have a business, right? And they're just like, they, like you were like, I feel called, but they also want to see if there's a way for them to make money doing it. Um, what are some ways that they can make money just having a podcast? Yeah, there's a, a lot of platforms now captivate and spotify will allow you to have ads in your podcast and they help you kind of connect with people to do that just really honest here um it's not going to be a ton of money especially if you don't have a lot of downloads starting out but there are ways to grow that like as your downloads grow it's what called they call a cpm cost per for melee per thousand download Th there's a cost associated with that and it's usually around like 20 to 25 dollars per thousand downloads just to give you an idea of what you're working with there there are there are brand partnerships and people out there who have found especially like local partners or partners who very much align with you that you can you can negotiate something outside of that something that's a little bit bigger that may not be just 25 dollars maybe a larger maybe a more holistic type of partnership there's so much opportunity out there for that. You have to know how to ask and what to ask for. 
but there are definitely opportunities out there. There's still things like Patreon, so you can have subscriptions and tiered, um, like a membership basically, or a, a level of private access that you could charge for, which I think is a wonderful way, especially if you have, if if what you're offering is not necessarily, you don't have a product to give them on the, on the back end. I think having any kind of extra content, bonus content, Maybe it's additional calls. If you are a coach and you or or help someone in a way that is more one on one or more um, relational in a in that kind of context where you would get on a call, you could have calls attached to that. So there's so many more opportunities now to be able to put things in in adjacent to your podcast to be able to make money um, than there was. Yeah, even four or five years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. I definitely see the, and you probably know more, better than I do, in terms of the numbers of podcasts and how it's increased over the last several years. I mean, it's still not where like social media is in terms of oh, the numbers no. of, you know, how crowded the marketplace is. Yeah, but yeah. They say, I mean, there have been more come up and the pandemic boom has kind of settled a little bit. So the number I keep hearing out there is 4 million, but actively publishing, there's only about half a million. So just know that, and some of those are intended to be ser short series where they end, but it's not nearly as crowded as you think it is. And you are the only one of you. There is no other podcast that is going to be like your podcast. There are people who are looking for what you are offering and they need you to be in the space. So just because there's others out there, like you said, there's plenty of room for you. Now, what if, now what about someone who's like, well, I don't know, how much work does it take to, to be a podcaster? How much content am I supposed to pump out and that sort of thing? How do you answer that question? Um, it take now there's, a, there's, it depends on if you have someone helping you or if you're doing it all yourself. And I think it also depends on the amount of time you're willing to put into it. There are some podcasters who spend a lot of time and effort, especially if you have a video component. It takes a lot of time and effort to to edit that, to get it right, to publish it. Now, if you like a, a more conversational podcast and there's not a ton of editing, then and you're just doing the audio file and not doing video with it, then it's it's less. But you will, and I do always tell people to batch, please batch, you know, don't just record one of your solo episodes, do like three or four of recordings and then drip them out. So I'm so terrible about that. True confession. Like yeah. I am a one, <laughs> another one. And, they take and I keep it. I know that I'm supposed to batch. It's and it feels, it just, yeah. Yeah. And it can start to feel like you're just on this treadmill of creating the content so i if you do give yourself a little buffer to batch it it will feel so much more spacious and easier but it is if you have you can I, I i love podcast managers if you can spring for 500 bucks a month 300 bucks a month whatever it is to offload some of that to a podcast manager or a podcast editor you will thank yourself <laughs> because right. yes. there's lots of little moving parts and the more you can release that the easier it feels on you yeah and that's true for everything there's a book that i'm reading i think i've talked about it on this podcast like eight million times already but if you hadn't read it it's called who not how yeah and it is such a great book have you read it like dr yes Vincenzo we have that here mm -hmm. such a good book and it really does 
just to showcase the fact that you can go so much further, so much faster by focusing on the people that can actually help you do the thing that you're not that great at anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. So a podcast manager is that who. So yeah, it took me a while to kind of figure that part out too, because I really was just like, I can do it all. You can't do it all, nor should you want to do it all. So true. So true. Yes. So now, okay. So we talked about monetization. Um, now talk to me about someone who wants to guest on a podcast as a way to get more visible in front of their ideal clients. Now, this is something that you can do right off the bat. Like if you're just starting out and you want to get visible in front of your clients, you could literally start showing up on podcasts tomorrow. If posting content isn't your thing, which I always preach, like the name of my program is called Align to Attract. The purpose is really about aligning your strategy to what fits with you and then attracts the clients that you want. So talk to me about how you go about guesting on these podcasts. Yes. And Kelly, a question I get very, very often because it can seem like a lot, especially if you're not, if you don't know anything about the world of pitching and podcasting, where do I even start, right? Like, what do I do first? So first of all, I do always walk people through creating the strategy before you even sit down to think about writing that pitch or making that connection. Sit down and think about what you want to be known for, Your all your aligned messaging, what your topics are going to be, who you really help, like, I, who your ideal client is, because that is where you want those podcasts you go to, to have that person listening, because that's where it's going to move the needle in your business. You're going to think about your mission and you're going to think about what you offer. And then who are some complimentary experts? Who would you refer people to if they came to you and you're helping them, but they're like, oh my gosh, I have this thing. And you're like, you know what? I don't do that, but I know somebody who does. Who is that for you? Make a list of those people. And then I want you to, once you have your strategy, you're going to do some research. So my framework is really simple. You start with the strategy and then you get your R's. You're going to research and engage. You're going to write and send. You're going to reach back out and you're going to repeat. So that's that's your framework for hit shape. And the first thing after you do your strategy really is, to do your research. And if you've never made any, you've never been on a podcast, you've never been on a, a summit, you've never done any kind of speaking, I always tell you, tell those people to start with their current network. So even if it's an in-person, if you're in a chamber of commerce, there's probably people there who have a podcast, but make sure that when you ask your current networks, you know, your the summits you've been on, the, um, yeah, the women in networking groups you're a part of, Facebook groups you're a part of, Whatever groups those are, make sure that you are covering these four things. So um, do they speak to your ideal client? Do they have a similar mission? Do they do something complimentary to you? And then would your topic help their audience, same audience, right? So would it fit into the content that they already have? Um, are they, that's the, that's the bit is like, are they complimentary to you? Um so really focusing on those questions when you're doing that outreach in your current network, that will make sure that you don't, you're not just spinning your wheels. You're not getting on these podcasts where nothing's happening, or you may not even be getting responses back because it's probably not a great fit for you. So having those things in place and then starting where you are, starting really simply and just talking to your network, asking your current client. Here's a caveat though. If you ask them 
what podcast they listen to. If their answer is true crime, obviously that is not an option. Okay, so um, go through your your checklist there to make sure that those podcasts they give you, like write them down, but go through and see are they are they talking to the current the audience that I do? Yes. Do they compliment what I do? Well, do they talk about topics that are that align with my topic? True crime? No, no, they do not. Not so much. Um, not, so, so those are the things I want you to think about, but I, I don't want you to overcomplicate it. And I want you to start the process of putting up your antenna and thinking about those people you already have connections with, about how you can deepen those connections, how you can ask them to come with you and partner on other opportunities and then that just keep that going because there is a huge web of connections i just did a workshop we talked about kevin bacon because (laughs) six degrees of kevin bacon yeah yeah in the internet world it's probably less than six degrees so making those connections with people fostering that relationship and then letting them know I'm looking to be on podcasts where they, they help women business owners grow to that next level. Do you know anybody that you could connect me with? Like being specific and asking those things and just keeping your antenna up as you're as you are scrolling the internet, as you are inside these summits, whatever, wherever you are inside networks, just to be on the lookout for those things. I love that because one of the things you said was um, the importance of putting yourself out there, right? Like you are pitching yourself like, hey, this is what I bring to the table. And, you know, a lot of times we're kind of nervous about that. Like, I don't know what, you know, because we kind of downplay our, 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 the way we are. We're like, I don't know. You undervalue your skills and such. So part of being able to do that successfully is stepping into the fact that you really are that person and you have things to share. Can you speak a little bit to that? Yes, yes, yes. And I think when you work on, I think it's a great point, Kelly, because all of us, at some point or another have had to run into that, what I call mental trash. Oh, that yeah. is the the imposter syndrome. It's the, you're not expert enough. It's the, why do people even care what I have to say? Put that aside. That is not true. For one, if you can, if you have for yourself or help someone else make a transformation of any kind, if your story has helped someone if you have figured out a framework to do X, Y, Z, it you can help someone. You can be on a podcast. You, your unique experiences, your background, who you are is going to be valuable to people. They want to hear it. They need to hear it. So I think you said before, too, we're not comparing ourselves to other people. Our story is unique. The way we offer, even if, you know, there's a million people, not a million, but there's a lot of folks out there who offer course creation products. Do they offer it in the same way that you do? Probably not. Do they teach it? Do they, whatever it is, it's going to look different because you are doing it because you are a different person. And I will say this until I'm blue in the face because I know it is true that I work with people that I work with because of who they are. I know that they're knowledgeable. That's very apparent. I know they know what they're doing. I choose to work with that person because of who they are as a person. So I think keeping that in mind when you're out there, even when you're like, when you're promoting your business or your product, you say, you know what, why does it even matter? You know, Jill over here has a thousand more followers and she's doing the same thing. So what? Someone is going to choose to work with you over her because you are you. Mm. 
Say it again for the people in the back, Amanda. I love that. <laughs> it's so true. And I always think about like when you go down the like the bread aisle or the water aisle, there are very different kinds of bread and water, but you have that one brand that you like that the way they have the wheat is just perfect for you or the way it's a white, like whatever it is. I just love. And then the other thing you said that I absolutely love is asking questions of your surrounding network. Like you have people in your space that you can ask to just by putting yourself out there, say, hey, do you know someone that does X, Y, Z? Like, tell me a little bit more about that. I love that you said that. Yeah, I think when you, again, that's that initial work on your strategy, getting really clear on your message of who you serve and how specifically you help them. And I know it's really tempting. I know copy, I'm in a special copy program because copy is so powerful, messaging so powerful in your business. I all, I'm always looking to get better at that. And I think when you really start to hone in on you, you know, you're unique and, and you do it a different way, but communicating that and being able to, like, if somebody's at a coffee shop, you run into them in line, you're like, Hey, Kelly, how are you? And, they, and Kelly, you say, you know what? I'm great, but I've been having this problem with my hip and I just, I've been having a lot of hip pain and I don't know what it's about if I, in my mind, I'm scrolling thinking, okay, who do I know that is right. the hip pain expert? Right. Why did I know somebody that could help her with hip pain? And if you let me know in your messaging that you help women with everyday aches and pains, I'm thinking, oh, Kelly, you need to know Megan. She is a genius at that. And so being able to, my copy mentor, Marisa Porcrin, always talks about being uh, remembering you referring you and what was the last one uh, raving about you so mm. being able to communicate your message and how you help people easily that's the that is going to make it so much easier for people when you are networking networking with people in your in your group in in your environment that you run into your neighbor your people that you see down the street at the at the grocery store or in your like I said it's your chamber of commerce um, right. at your PTO meeting, wherever you are, being able to communicate that is going to take you really far. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Last question. When someone, if someone is think, thinking right now, okay, I'm going to start guesting on podcasts. Tell me the very first thing they need to do, like practical, what do I need to do right now? Yeah. So I think going back to what I said on writing down your topics, your signature topics, and if you have those write them down. I want you to start like an, I call it an internal one sheet. So you're going to keep your, your topics, your headshot, your, um, all your links, like your website. And think about if you have been on a speaking opportunity already, like, have you been, have you done a workshop? Have you done something that showcases you speaking and delivering your content that you could share with someone? Because hosts are always looking to see well, what does she sound like? How does she deliver? Would would she fit on my podcast? So thinking about that, if you don't have that, it's okay. That's not a necessary thing. And then making that list of people who you could reach out to. So let's say five or 10 people on your list that you could go pitch. And really before you pitch, going on there, talking to them in person, going to their website, sharing their stuff, listening to their episodes, whatever that looks like, because this is the beginning of a relationship, potentially. You are basically vouching. I'm vouching for Kelly. 100%, I will share you with my audience, right? 
Same, same, Amanda. (laughs) Yes. So after this airs, when when you're listening to this right now, I'm sharing it with my audience because I know that Kelly is amazing and Kelly can help my audience. And so you think about that when when you're researching these people, thinking about this is the beginning of of a relationship with them do what do I know about them what do they know about me and so you start that dialogue and then you that's that, that's your first step I don't want to overwhelm you but that is your research is your next step after you get your strategy solid I love that so much like anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that I am not a huge social media fan and I think having someone that can point you in the right direction to, uh, to use other strategies to get you visible because make no mistake, you must be visible, but how you're visible is completely up to you and your personality. So I just love that you do this, Amanda, and you know, we'll talk. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Yep. so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, until next time, friends. Are you stuck in a cycle of procrastination, analysis paralysis, perfectionism? Are you feeling like you're unable to launch your program, get more clients, and build a business you know can change people's lives? I'm Kelly Thompson, author, speaker, and founder of the Waymaker Society, and I've been where you are, wrestling with doubt and a ticking clock. But here's the solution, the Align to Attract Academy. Imagine teaching your signature program, helping those you're called to serve, and gaining the freedom you crave. The Align to Attract Academy is a step-by-step blueprint to turn your knowledge into a profitable signature program, simple and stress-free. In step one, you'll learn the MAP framework, going from idea to impact. Step two, you'll learn to magnetize your message and authentically connect with your dream clients without sleazy strategies. In step three, you get visible to those who need your offer without the 24-7 social media grind. Don't stay on the sidelines, friends. Time is a non-renewable resource. Join the Align to Attract Academy today and make a quantum leap in your entrepreneurial journey. Go to www.aligntoattract.com slash academy.